0: Hi, this is Stuart Pankin, and you're listening to TV Confidential.
1: Ed Robertson with a reminder that Emmy Award-winning writer, producer, and director Joseph Doherty and David Koenig, author of Shooting... Columbo will join us at the top of the hour as part of a special roundtable discussion of the original Columbo from the 1970s and the revival of Columbo that aired on ABC in the 1990s. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, on the line with us right now is... Film historian Andrew Arish, Andy's latest book, Vitagraph, America's First Great Motion Picture Studios, a Comprehensive Biography and Filmography of the Vitagraph Company, the first major motion picture studio in the United States, producing about 3,500 movies during the silent movie era, but a studio that has become virtually forgotten for many of the reasons that we have discussed over the course of this hour. Biodograph, America's first great motion picture studio available. Ever books are sold from University Press of Kentucky and Amazon.com. Andy's other books include Colonel William N. Selig, The Man Who Invented Hollywood. Andy has also taught film history at several universities and colleges throughout the Southern California area, including Chapman, Loyola, Marymount, and Pepperdine. There are a lot of firsts. Uh, that Vitagraph Company is responsible for. Uh, we don't have time to go into all of them, but I thought it might be fun to touch on a, on one or two. Uh, this being uh, a week from Easter, as we have this conversation, there is a film, uh, and, and you and you mentioned earlier how among the many firsts was Vitagraph was 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 the first studio to do series. Comedy series, detective series, genre type of films. There was a comedy series or a series of comedy films called Sunny Jim that were very popular in the early 20th century. One of the um, entries in the Sunny Jim series was a movie called An Easter Lily, and that is also significant because of its casting.
0: Yes. It's a really great movie, and it's been preserved. And you can see it online for yourself. It's it's a great movie about prejudice and about how you have to be taught prejudice. Children, little kids don't know it. And it's, it's this really beautiful movie about a little white boy and a little black girl that are friends. The um, black girl's mom works with a white boy's family. Um, and unfortunately, um, his family's not paying the mom very much money because this little girl has only one dress and she wears it every day and Easter's coming up. And this little boy says, he just got his Easter suit. And did you get your dress for Easter? And she said, no, this is the only one I have. So he steals a dress that was meant to be given to a cousin of his and said, well, here's your dress. And he brings her to church and the end of the movie is him bringing her into church, and the church was segregated back then. And it's causing a big commotion, and unfortunately, um, there are two prints of the movie that exist, and the the print that's available online kind of stops right as they're about to enter the church. And I've seen another print where they do enter the church, and um, there's a big commotion going on, and, it's so touching in its innocence, but it, it's an indictment of prejudice in the church and in society. And um, there's a happy ending where the family buys a um, little girl a very nice dress at the end for her own. Um, and it's just it's the kind of, I would say, socially responsible movie that Biograph is making, and you didn't see these kinds of movies being made during the so-called golden age of Hollywood, during the thirties, forties, and fifties, and, um, and yet these kinds of films existed back in the early days. And it, it's a very sweet, uh, wonderful little movie.
1: And uh, the young African American girl who played the title character in *An Easter Lily*, she ended up being a she ended up appearing in several more of the Sonny Jim films, didn't she? Yeah.
0: I mean, it it was such a—I believe that was their first pairing, and it was so successful um, that I think they made four more, and they made a Christmas-themed one as well. But um, this is the best of the bunch that I've seen. Uh, You know, Vitagraph. When we think of that, if you're a certain age, um, baby boomer generation, we all remember that everyone did Christmas episodes Mm -hmm. uh, growing up of the 70s, um, Biograph was doing Christmas-themed movies every year. They would do at least one or two big Christmas films, um, and and usually kind of kid-centered, and they were really very funny or very sweet movies, and it's just kind of telling where the sensibilities were back then. I think, having come from vaudeville, they realized... One of the great things about Bobbill was you you would try to present a program that appealed to everyone in the audience, uh, to anyone that would walk into a theater. And these guys tried to do this at Vitagraph, presenting movies um, to every segment of society, and they were really successful in doing it. And that's why they were the biggest film company in America and around the world. You know, people just appreciated what they were doing. Their heart was... You know, almost always in the right place. And they had a great sense of humor. They didn't take themselves too seriously. And they could make great adventure movies. Um, A a lot of the movies that I've written about are available online. And if you get the book and you're looking at a title, see if it's available online. Chances are, an awful lot of things are, are finally getting out of the archives being made available to the public.
1: That is one of the fun things about reading a book such as yours in a day and age where we have our smartphones, Yeah, um, where it's it's not difficult to, I mean, if it's available, it's not difficult to find uh, some of these films so that you, so that you can take the time, of, uh, take a few minutes away from reading Vitagraph, America's First Motion Picture Studio, and watch uh, some of the movies that... Andy writes about, you mentioned uh, two of the stars of the Vitagraph Company, John Bunny and Maurice Costello. Um, I understand that Mo Howard of the Three Sturges got his start in movies at the Vitagraph Company.
0: He did indeed. For anyone that's ever read Mo's autobiography, um, he spends a chapter talking about it. Um, he doesn't mention any of the movies by name in that chapter, but he talks about working with John Bunny and Maurice Costello, and I think he calls her uh, Vitograph Glamour Gal, William Walker. And being a Three Stooges fan, I was you know, looking at hundreds of Vitograph movies, and I always in the back of my mind, I, I look at the kids and wonder... I wonder if Mo is in this one. And all of a sudden I see this movie with John Buddy and Lillian Walker and there's a kid in this film and uh, it's Mo. <laughs> no doubt about it. And the way that he talks about a particular film without giving the, without revealing the title in his autobiography, it it's gotta be this particular film because those two people are
1: Yet another example of the great detective work that Andrew Arish does in his latest book, Vitagraph, America's First Great Motion Picture Studio, available right now from University Press of Kentucky and Amazon.com. What are you working on next, Andy?
0: I am working on a book that's a little bit different. It's a series of essays about movies that are forgotten or under the radar That um, I think are worth Either taking a second look at Or taking a first look at And they span I think 1916 to 2012 And there were maybe Ten of the movies I'm I'm writing There's about 22 movies I'm writing about Essays Individual movies And close to half of them Are made outside Of the United States And they're just They're movies I love Uh, They have Great things going for them, and um, without giving too much away, because I'm still in the research phase for them. I've written a couple of the essays, but uh, it's got me as excited as writing about early Sam. When the other people will find it interesting too. <laughs> <laughs> well, never know Ed, when you're writing this stuff. You know, if if you're writing about Barry Mason or or, or Huarayo or, you know, it's like, are there other fans
1: out there? No, that is that's the dilemma of any artist, you know. Yeah. And and you hope that um, you, you you hope that even if you believe there's an audience there, you hope that when the book is released or the film is released, that the reception. For your work of art is what you hope it is, yeah. and that that's just one of those things that you can't control. But uh, no, not I, at all. I not I at all. I, I believe that you're if you're if if you love film, if you love the history of uh, motion pictures in uh, the United States, the early 20th century, the first um, you know half you know first uh, quarter century, half century of motion pictures, you will love Biograph. America's First Great Motion Picture Studio by Andrew Arish, available from University Press of Kentucky and Amazon.com. Andy, this is a fun conversation. We learned off, Mike, that we have several people in common. I hope you'll come back and visit us one of these days on TV Confidential. Oh, it's been
0: a pleasure. Thank you so much, and I'm a fan. So thanks for having me.
1: David Koenig, author of Shooting Columbo, and Emmy Award-winning writer, producer, and director Joseph Doherty will join us at the top of the hour for a special roundtable discussion of Columbo. All that more we come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. One more item. If you love Ella Fitzgerald, our friend Jeffrey Mark celebrates the music of the First Lady of Song every week on Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella. You can hear Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher.